0: Hello again and welcome to Crime In Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley. And with me today, it's a joy and a thrill, my friends Jason Roy and Ben Rupel. Oh, nice. <laughs> we needed one of those. I got the first one in. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? There it was. Oh, there Jason's now joined us. I'm doing well. Okay, big day. Good. Every other week, uh, we'll bring you guys a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures into law breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, you are in the right place. Share with a friend, tell a relative right now. We are trying to get, I believe the map showed Alaska is blank. So if anyone knows anyone in Alaska, you got friends out there, send them your favorite episode. Tell them to check us out. That would be a super big help. Uh, talk to us, let us know how you're doing, find us on all the social medias, or give us an email, feedback at crimeandmusic.com, or my favorite, send out a speak pipe. Go to our website, crimeandmusic.com, scroll down, hit the little button, there's a widget there, and you can uh, leave a message. You don't have to leave your name or email or anything, and that's how you can talk to us.
2: So I just want to leave a teaser, though, for our audience. Uh Uh-oh. Brian, I mean, he pulled the curtain back for us a little bit. We have speak pipes for everyone at the end of the show, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, that's like my second favorite part of the show. I see. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Yeah. yeah. Is
1: the feedback on your favorite? Yeah. yeah. You know, I like that. <laughs> I don't know why you don't
2: like it. It <laughs> okay. kills me. So, uh, Brian, go uh, we've uh, we got three guys here, dude.
0: Well, yeah, we it, do. Uh, right now, is is probably like a, a super event, uh, as they would call it nowadays. Three-way. But or yeah, you know something Uh, like
2: that. I call it a (laughs) three-way.
0: I am. (laughs) Well, anyway, right now this is a rare event because we do have everybody on the crime and music crew here in one room at one time, and uh, yeah, we're gonna try and do a podcast with three people.
2: It might. It okay. It was it was a little dicey at the beginning.
0: Oh, Technical Difficulties this is the fourth <laughs> member of the room. I mean, that guy lives here. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm well, collecting rent from him. I felt like Brian was on the resource center for AT&T for the oh. I, I an
0: hour and a half. Oh, yeah, solid hour, hour 15, hour yeah. 30, something he like that. He called in the
2: big guns. He had yeah, helping man. him out, taking control of his computer remotely.
0: Yeah, we had the experts from Super Sci-Fi Party podcast trying to fix us up remotely. It's it's these damn microphones. And uh, I said we don't need them. But then you guys are like, it's a podcast. So, uh, yeah,
2: I was so. just going to mime everything I had to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to text We're, it
0: full video. We're just switching to full video <laughs> at this point. All right. Well, uh, I will tell you, it's going to be a much better podcast this time around because it's an interesting story. This time you're going to learn about hard work, church and underappreciation.
3: Yeah.
1: Are those clues? I, I smell yeah, some clues. It's all about
0: there, but, uh, what do you guys know about, uh, hard work?
1: None I avoid it at all costs.
0: Yes, that will come back around. Uh, what do you know about church?
1: Ooh, we're all. Altar I like boys. the turning water into wine
2: thing. Well, we will, we all grew up going to Catholic schools, correct? Yeah, I that's great. Jason, you were yep. Catholic school the whole time until college.
1: I went to kindergarten Catholic school. Then we moved eighth grade Catholic school. Then on. Well, and none of us go to church. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't have Sorry. any.
2: That's fine. I my mom goes. I, she loves it. I, so what was your question, Brian? You're not even an
1: EC Christian, like Easter Christmas? No, I would never
2: go on Easter. That's the busiest one.
1: That seems offensive. I don't want to go on a slow day, let alone
2: (laughs) high traffic. I appreciate it. I'm just not going to do it. I
0: got people praying for me, so they tell me. So I feel like I'm covered.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Praying for you.
0: My like, thank you. you I really of- appreciate that. So
2: that was number two of a th- what do we know two, about? And
0: then underappreciation. Anybody here been underappreciated?
2: Every
1: day of my life. I've
2: been married for like almost twenty years, Brian.
0: <laughs> where's my Where's my button? Oh, see technical difficulties.
2: Always. And now, and now I have a, a teenage daughter that knows more than I do. Oh, she's almost sixteen. She knows everything.
0: And you're underappreciated there as well. ha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. That's the, you guys are going to relate to today's subject. And speaking of today's uh, guest, we're going to go into guess the Guest.
1: My BP is just through the roof right now.
0: You'll be fine. All right. Trust me. All right. This guy. Well, whoop, hold right on. Hold oh, it's a, on.
1: It's a guy. Is it somebody we know? No. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> All right. <Good. laughs> is it somebody that I know that he doesn't know, or is it somebody that he doesn't know that I know? That's a. We're going to determine that right now. <laughs> Right. Uh, this guy was honored with a
0: marker on the Mississippi Blues Trail. You guys, up on your blues? Muddy Waters. No. Honestly, you're close, though. Uh, he got a song in the Blues Hall of Fame.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. That doesn't narrow it down to a right. than, like,
0: a 1,000 people. He's in the <laughs> Library of Congress, which means we have tasty treats later. So many tasty treats? Uh, just one tasty treat.
2: Oh, oh you mean we can listen. listen to words? Yeah, so that also oh. tells you he's very old. John Coltrane.
0: Ooh, oh. You, you guys are walking around it, man. Johnson. He was a major influence on Robert Johnson and Muddy Waters and Jack White. Leadbelly. He's the king of the Delta Blues. We already did Leadbelly. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was a rerun. Hey, Ben. Yeah. You ever heard of Edward House Jr.? Negative. Uh, that's right. It's Edward House, Sun House. You know, Sun House? You ever oh, heard of that guy? Oh, yeah, no. Sun House <laughs> Records? Well, yes, it is uh, what they're named after. It is, is it? Legendary blues musician, Son House, born March 21st, 1902, Edward James Son House Jr. Because his dad was Edward James House Sr., so they called him Son, and then there you go. Well, I
2: think, it okay, there's a plus to not knowing the subject at all. For us, <laughs> yeah. okay, I get to learn something because usually, you know, when it's like Paul Abdul or something, I already know everything. <laughs> I don't, everything you're, everything on those cards, Brian. I could just, I could write. Oh, Brian, popped the top! Brian. Oh, I got
0: to get into it now with these guys. I got to catch <laughs> up. Yeah, guys, we're talking about Sunhouse Junior. He was born in the hamlet of Lyon, North of Clarksdale, Mississippi, USA. You've been down to Mississippi? Mm, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I go every year. <laughs> I really do. I got a, uh, yeah, you've got family. family. Oh, yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, uh, we're going to call him Eddie. Eddie's got family, too. Like I said, his dad, Edward James House Sr., and his mom, Maggie House. And uh, he's the second of three brothers. They live in rural Mississippi, down there on the Delta. His father, Ed, was a musician. Uh, he played tuba in a band with his brothers, and sometimes he played a little guitar. He was a church member, but he was also a drinker.
1: A ukulele? Uh,
0: no, he, he played, said a, much he played little, a little, little guitar. Little,
1: uh, I see. That's great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, at well least he's played. not playing a banjo and a jazz. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, he's not a
1: jazz banjo guy. He's a uh, folk tuba player, so that's much better. I'm going to wrap my mind around a tuba and the blues and the folk. It's just random. Play that country tuba. Cowboy. That's a great song. That's a great song. The tuba solo. Kicks ass. It dude. does. It's so it's a good. real song.
0: Play that country tuba. You heard that? you heard that? No, Okay. So. If you want, it's homework, a, everybody. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Uh, what's it? When the devil went down to Georgia. No. Yeah. Devil went out of Georgia. But what's the story? It's his song when he, he goes into a bar and he's telling the story about the guy stands up and, and he gets like, in a fight. Yeah, and he leaves like his ass was catching fire. That that line. Yeah. You know talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Give me two steps. Give me two steps, exact, steps.
1: Yeah. Sorry. But uh, exact same premise. But the guy walks into a bar, a country bar, with a tuba. And the guys, pretty empowering guys, they come over and uh, he doesn't know what to do. So they demand that he plays a country song. (laughs) And they have a badass tuba solo. Is this a. No, it's a real song. Well, who's. Play that country tuba. Cowboy. cowboy. Play that country tuba. Cowboy. Play that country tuba. Play that country tuba. Play that country tuba. tuba. tuba, cowboy. Cowboy. (laughs) <laughs> now, musician stores have been around. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's but it's, the Vandals are a punk band. Like, is it a punk band. Yeah, but who it, are they? They're the Vandals. The Vandals. Oh, Okay, they're, that's yeah. what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Vandals. Okay, but they don't treat it like a novelty song. Like they actually approach it with okay, like like the tuba solo. You could tell they put a lot of effort into it. Oh yeah, the yeah. Storytelling. Yeah, like, it's all awesome. great.
2: Carrying the damn thing through the door
0: takes a lot of effort.
1: He mentions that. They're yeah. Like, what's it, in the case? You yeah. He calls it a trash can. He's like, well got me a tuba in here fellas (laughs) tuba and then at the end the best part after the the the, the tuba solo and then he wins the crowd over and it's just like I heard him holler, more, man, more. And he launched right back into the tuba yep. solo. Yep. <laughs> he's something about it. He fires right out the door, too. He's like, I was out of there. Yeah.
0: Like, All I right.
2: Was... I guess I got to I have to pull that up on the YouTube on the way home. It's good. Play that country tuba.
1: You, All can, right. bar- well, you can borrow my tape. He's playing the tuba. Uh,
0: uh, but again, I told you, he likes drinking, right? So drinking and tuba playing. So he leaves the church. This is uh, Eddie's dad. He leaves the church on account of his drinking. Uh, then he gives up alcohol, becomes a Baptist deacon. Okay. So he's done the railroad or the roller coaster of uh, religion and uh, how, devils how, and. How angels. old was he when he about? I, bu- I, I believe the man's about in his thirties when this is happening. or okay. er, late twenties, early thirties. All right,
2: that's about the time you got to get your shit on track to be an adult and
0: stuff, right. right? And so, a deacon, and he does. So he's got his uh, his young son, young Eddie, adopts the family commitment to religion, and he starts going to church all the time. Um, He also gets into the family love of music, but he's only singing right now. He doesn't have any interest in playing instruments, doesn't want to play the tuba. And so uh, he's real hostile also on the idea of blues, blues music, and religion going together. He doesn't think those things go together.
2: Who, the father?
0: No, now we're on to Eddie, the son. Okay.
2: (laughs) He didn't didn't think that blues and the church should be one together. Right. You sing
0: church music, you sing blues music, but you don't do both. They're not cross-pollinated. In the the same place. Correct. So, with that, speaking of not cross-pollinating, his parents separate when he's about seven or eight years old. Uh, his mom takes him to Tallulah, Louisiana, across the Mississippi from Vicksburg, Mississippi.
4: Tallul-
2: Tallulah. Tallulah. T- is Tallulah.
0: It Tallulah. Tallulah? No, Tallulah. Tallulah. Yeah, yeah. Tallulah. Tallulah. That's a song, too. That's old song. Uh, when he was there in his early teens, they moved to Algiers, New Orleans. So, now he's doing New Orleans. Recalling uh- the... Do you i no to address no. New Orleans or technical <laughs> did get, did difficulties. Did you get another
1: call, Brian? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am no. a telemarketer on the side. If you know when something
2: in the room happens, it could be a fly. <laughs> I can't pay attention. And we just had a little beep on the I know Brian can pull that out of the soundtrack here. It was the beep for like a it's swear the sensor word. beep. Right. Startled yeah. Ben, your face was <laughs> it took me out of the moment, man. Like, should Actually, I,
1: should I be scared? He seemed pretty
3: pretty
2: concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when one dog gets weird, the other dog oh, gets oh, weird oh, too. Oh, oh. <laughs>
0: Everybody's all up on end, hairs <laughs> on their neck. What's going on?
2: I'm at right. a razor's edge over here. You got to reel us back in there, right?
0: Attention. Okay, so basically this kid's, he's, we're describing the, the life of a d- divorced child. I mean, he's, he's being carted around from city to city. He doesn't have a whole lot of stability. Uh, he's moving from Vicksburg, Mississippi to New Orleans. Um, he's talking about his hatred of blues, his passion of church going. He describes himself as churchy and churchified. He's seven. Well, yes, seven or eight. Alright. Well, this he's
2: got a lot of conviction for a kindergartner.
0: That's where his social socialization's coming from though. So that's like his whole world. Church. He's being programmed. <laughs> well maybe.
2: I believe what I've been programmed to believe.
0: It's not like you're walking in there and like everybody's chanting all the same things and like all doing the same motions and stuff like that. I mean that's not That's
1: church exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, he likes it, so right, uh, at age fifteen, probably while living in Algiers, he begins preaching sermons even. At fifteen. Yeah. He's been touched by the light. Could be. At the age of nineteen, while living in the Delta, he's touching something. He gets married to Carrie Martin.
2: Have you seen the light? <laughs> Have you seen the light? That's a throwback to your Blues Brothers episode, right? That's true. Yeah.
1: I love it. Uh he gets married, so I've he's I've never touched. seen that movie. You've never seen the Blues Brothers? I'll see I'll you see guys I've never later. Go seen, ahead con- you've never seen Fight Club, dude. Just no, go ahead and true. continue this without me. I can't be in the same room with Jace anymore. It's going to be quiet because I'm going to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. I saw Blue Bro- uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Is that, that no. good? I'm just kidding. I haven't <laughs> seen that one either. Wow. <laughs> I, I, it, I, it gets I to it. be a point where now... I'm not gonna see it because of that reaction right there.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing I do
1: with Fight Club. Yeah, they go, "You never seen Fight Club? You?" I'm I'm like,
0: "No, I know it's the same guy." They're like, "Well, that's not the point. It's a really good story about uh, capitalism." I'm like, "I am gonna
2: clockwork orange your shit, and I'm gonna make you watch that movie." (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired, (laughs) eyes wide open. (laughs) I'll just pry your eyes open with like those forceps they use for that dude. Where's John Goodman? All right, continue. Brian, make he one He was the sequel. Get, get one of those good little transition lines you like to use on yep. this. Okay. Speaking uh, of John Goodman.
0: Yeah. Speaking of being unhappily married, uh, Eddie here, he gets married to Carrie Martin. She's an older woman from New Orleans. Uh, he married her in church, and the family was not with the idea. They're like, Eddie, man, you could do so much better.
2: How much old? Yeah, did, like, age just- the difference here
0: i i do not have the exact age difference i thought it was like about three or four years older from what i read that's not that's not that much so maybe she
1: was ugly too it could have been yeah never know so she was anti-church and he was pro-church
0: well we haven't quite got there yet but we're gonna so first they moved from uh they moved to her hometown of centerville louisiana to help her father run his farm so after a couple years of feeling used and disillusioned eddie's got a quote here he says quote I left her hanging at the gatepost with her father telling me to come back so we could plow some more. <laughs> what? Free labor, basically, is what it is. He married into a family, and the dad, the dad's like, "Hey, man, we got uh, a strong-looking fella here. Let's go do some plowing and some farming."
2: Uh, I'll Those night, are two I'll of the same things, right, sir? <laughs> yeah, I do. If you want me to do some plowing, why don't you get out of here and
0: leave me alone with your daughter? <laughs> okay. 1922. Eddie's what, mother. What? <laughs> Eddie's mother what? dies.
1: You were thinking it. <laughs>
0: So his mom dies. I'm afraid so. All right. In later years, she was still angry about his marriage to Carrie, and uh, it was said, "quote She wasn't nothing but one of them New Orleans whores." Who, the mom or the girl? No, him, the guy. Carrie. Who's the whore? Eddie's first wife. Yeah. is apparently a New Orleans whore, according to Eddie.
2: Can you say it like this? Say, whore.
0: <laughs> she was. She wasn't nothing but one of them New Orleans whores. Uh, speaking of resentment, Eddie's resentment of farming extended to many menial jobs he took as a young adult. He moved around frequently. One time he took off to East St. Louis to work in a steel plant. Wasn't really a big fan of that. One job he had uh, was in a Louisiana horse ranch. And uh, later he liked it so much he would wear cowboy hats. When Well, we'll get to his future here uh, in the future.
2: Well, hold on. He was in East St. Louis? Yes, that's as correct. As we all know, that is the best St. Louis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you liked the other one better. Oh, no,
2: yeah. East St. Louis is that's rough. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's on the uh, Illinois side. Interesting. Yeah. Not the arch. Not, it's, it's before, if you're driving from the East Coast, it's what you have to go through before you get to the river slash arch slash Missouri slash the good St. Louis. It's a lot of work. Oh, yeah, I East remember. East St. Louis, it's the joke. East St. Louis is the best St. Louis. Well, it's not. If you're, not. From, if you're not.
1: from East St. Louis, let us know. Just like East Virginia is the best Virginia. <laughs> I
0: like that. I got nothing for transferring from that so uh <laughs> here's the thing i don't like working manual labor he didn't like working manual labor so uh in his early 20s he's accepted as a paid pastor in the first baptist church and then the colored methodist episcopal church so he's well, like,
2: the colored colored that was i guess this back in the 20s 30s. i was like i
0: did not write that speaking of things that are inappropriate eddie <laughs> falls back into habits which conflict with his calling of preaching and pastoring He's drinking like his father did, and he's also probably womanizing from what people have said. This led him to leave the church, uh, stop on his full-time commitment. Although he continued to preach sermons from time to time, he'd be like street preaching. Oh.
1: so how yeah. he'd guest preach. Like, like you know. a
2: soapbox? Like up on, like yelling at people in the street corners while they're waiting for the light to change? You oh, see that he-
1: guy that uh, he was down in, uh, my brother was telling me about it, uh, Mallory Square. And they've done it other places, too. And the guy's just one of the, like, uh, who's the, the church? The guy that passed away they would protest soldiers funerals oh that Again, west he's, texas west Te-
0: whatever westboro baptist westboro Church. Baptist, yeah, Church. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: so the guy's just spewing this hate speech like that you know it's, it's just homophobic racist all this just bad bad stuff and uh the guy next to him is just standing there with a piece of cardboard sign and just says fuck this guy with an arrow oh, right oh right <laughs> yeah, yeah i've seen yeah. a few of those yeah yeah, yeah yeah those assholes came and um
2: protested, or whatever you want to call it. This was a few years back.
1: This, a, I think I what you're talking about. Yeah, what was that? A friend of
2: ours' husband got killed in Afghanistan or wherever. Yeah. He was, you know, a soldier got killed. It was terrible. Katie, I, um, Katie, her name was Katie. Oh. And uh, they protested his funeral at like St. Robert's or something.
0: That's a dick move, man. Yeah,
2: and then the uh, biker dudes, all the uh, the Hell's Angel biker, yes. whatever, yeah. the the Michigan one, came in and set up shop and they're like dude you want to go yeah and those guys will go and so they protected the funeral the 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 biker gang protected the funeral um from having to witness that that west davidian branch
1: westboro baptist church right
0: yeah don't bring the davidians they start making bombs out of like manure and stuff
1: oh did you watch that i think it's on netflix the uh waco series they did 1927 at the age of 25 eddie He goes a change a musical
0: perspective. He's like, you know what? Blues might not be that bad, and religion might be a little controlling and restrictive. So he's out there singing. He didn't even pick up a guitar until he was 25. I don't know if I mentioned that.
1: That was like the shift from like this very like, what was that? Is that shift coming, like the appreciation of the blues now? Is that because of everything that he's lived through up to this point? So now he's actually able to see the value and the merit of it. So I mean, that's why he kind of had it coming around.
0: That's like that theory like you're when you're young you don't really appreciate like a power ballad cuz you never had your heart broken.
1: Oh yeah. You're like, yeah,
0: "Oh, you, I get it now." And you like,
2: finally got kicked in the nuts and you understand a little bit. Yeah, more. Exactly.
0: So mm-hmm. I apparently guest all
2: out Phil Collins. That's what I want
0: to hear right now. You <laughs> you have troubles at home or No, I no? was just that was my go-to. <laughs> well, Eddie's his go-to wasn't the guitar, like I said. I don't know if you guys know this, but Tuba? he's known as a famous guitar player. That was his dad. And uh he didn't pick up the guitar until he's 25 and to quote Eddie, he said, "Quote I didn't like no guitar when I first heard it. Ah gee, I couldn't even stand a guy playing a guitar. I didn't like none of it.
1: So he didn't this like. This guy no really guitar. hates guitars <laughs> and people who play them. Very intolerant towards well, guitar players.
0: so he picked up
2: the guitar for the first time at 25. Yep. And I don't have the whole stack of cards in front of me here, Brian. Oh, we'll get. But there. I'm assuming he becomes good at the guitar. Very much so. That's impressive alone. To pick up an instrument that late in life and yeah. then oh, actually become yeah. good at it. Yeah. I pi- I tried to start playing in my te- like late teens, and I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, I think there's certain wires that you can't unwire or rewire by the time you become an adult, or you know, beyond your teenage years. So if you want to be a really good guitarist, you better start as a kid because once oh, you yeah. start setting those neural pathways in your head, yep, uh, it's hard to go back. Setting your ways, yeah. Maybe he was a good guitarist for his day then. Maybe he was playing it secretly. Well, yeah, that's
0: true. It's also uh, 1927. So.
2: Yeah, they just invented it in like 1922. Yeah, right. right. How old is the guitar? Nah, it can't yeah, be that yeah, old. Nah, <laughs> <right.
0: sighs> Sorry, Michelle. Uh, so, well, basically, here's the thing. Uh, he was like, didn't love the guitar, but he started getting into it. But the th- simple fact was uh, he liked the guitar a lot more than he liked doing plantation labor. And so he also developed a taste for corn whiskey. So, <laughs> oh wow! pretty sure he's going to steer away from the manual labor and kind of focus more on this guitar. So, after drunkenly launching into the blues at a house frolic in Lyon, Mississippi one night. A house frolic? That's what it was listed as. What's it was a house, house frolic. frolic? Yeah, right? I think it's a house party back then. I but. know.
2: I know. Let's, can we start every I'm time? I'm using that now. Yeah. <laughs> every time you say house party, like, you know, playing at house parties on house the east frolic. side of Detroit.
1: A house frolic. House frolic. All right. All right.
2: All right. Put that down. Write that down. House frolic. Yes.
0: One night, uh, he's at a house frolic, Leone, Mississippi, and uh, picking up some coin for doing so. He may have been a preacher then, but right then, the blues entered his life as like, dude, and I get paid for this? think I found a new calling. I have seen the light. <laughs> it all comes back around to the
1: Blues Brothers. Always.
0: I can't believe you haven't seen that. just,
1: it just I, Honestly, I've never been a Belushi fan. Wow. I think it's, that's okay. You can still But I understand
2: that. Yeah, I I,
1: I, all right. Let's, not, I mean, I let's can, not gang up on Jason for not seeing the Blues I, Brothers, everybody. And, you, not that I, I'm not going to say that he's not talented. I'm not going to say that he wasn't, you know. It just didn't appeal to me. The whole Samurai thing on SNL. Oh. Uh, ah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand now where you're coming from. Yeah. But are you a fan of Ackroyd? Because that's some of Ackroyd's best work.
1: Ackroyd's great. Yeah. There you go. Bass-o-matic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His Julia Child was great. I don't know if I remember that. His Julia Child, yeah, yeah, like he was just spoofing Julia Child, and he would uh kind of constantly mix, uh, mix in alcohol in his ingredients. So, like, by the end of the skin, <laughs> he was just shit-based drunk. <laughs> That's Julia Child. Hey, yeah. what were those
0: uh,
1: sidebar sidebar? <laughs> well, sorry,
0: love sorry, it, called it three-way sidebar. Hey, Ooh. I
2: didn't get to watch it, but did anybody watch? I've heard about it now, New Year's Eve. The I think it was CNN.
0: Um, what they do? No, it was Fox, wasn't it? Those uh, Anderson Cooper and somebody were getting drunk. Andy the, they just got, Cohen.
2: They just got fucking wasted. Yeah, that's really. What I heard. During the night, you know, <laughs> that's leading, awesome. <laughs> leading up to the ball, you know, the the New Year's midnight party time thing. Yeah. And at some point in the few hours, there were like shot glasses on the table. A friend of mine's telling me about this. I haven't seen. It. I got to go watch it. But hearsay. As my buddy said. Allegedly. Adam said. You know when Mar- Mariah Carey comes out and gives an interview, and she's the voice of reason.
1: <laughs> oh man,
2: you're <laughs> hammered, bro. <laughs> These dude dudes, and I appreciate that. I that's what that I appreciate about uh, it.
1: MTV. Because I haven't watched MTV in years, but they would do uh, like their New Year's Eve special, and they'd always have like whatever band was on there, and they were in their like the TRL studio, and they just get shit faced drunk. And uh, Green Day was the uh, the band for that for that night, and then Billy Joe is up there. It's just by himself. He's doing time of your life from Nimrod and he makes it about three quarters of the song. And then, you know, the guitar solo and he just stops everything. And he's just is like, uh, dude, I'm so fucking wasted right now. <laughs> like, it, and it was, he was fucked up. You could tell. And, uh, got a big cheer from the audience and finished oh. strong. No, I wish nice. I would have seen that
2: scene, that Fox
1: guys. I
0: was flipping back and forth between, uh, Carson Daly and, uh, whatever the other one was. <laughs> Fred uh, Durst. No. Uh, roll and roll. What? Tara Reed? I would I would flip back to Tara Reed. I like ter- I like Sharknado. I'm a big fan. No, Tara Reed dated Carson Daly, right? Well, I don't want to know about that if I'm trying to pick up Tara Reed. Uh you could probably make that happen, right? I that's what I'm saying. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. And Britney Spears. <laughs> oh. Which apparently we Umbrella learned just- Britney Spears. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just learned earlier here before the podcast started that Brian almost did Britney Spears. What was that, the quote, Brian? Would you like to get into
0: this? I almost did Britney Spears. This is exactly yeah. what I said. <laughs> Just so
2: everybody's clear, Brian did not almost do Britney Spears. I don't know what he's talking about. I was about. super
0: close to doing Britney Spears,
1: man. I I'm don't telling you. Think Kevin you... Federline could be listening right now, dude. I, again, You're a marked man. I,
2: think... I don't think you've ever literally exactly been in the same state as britney spears
0: <laughs> state of mind or S- physical
2: ment- boundaries in the united states of america mental states she's or... never even been close enough to where she could talk to you on the phone and there not be a time delay
0: my wife gets texts from uh, uh, ashton kutcher uh, should i be concerned no dude he's rich oh okay yeah,
2: he's got cool. a place in long lake too well
1: he used to we we'll go ice fishing uh, let's. All right. meet Ash and Kutcher. That'd be awesome. Maybe we'll take kid, him ice fishing. Kid Rock will stop by. Bruce Willis up. We went ice fishing. Me, you, and Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where was that? Was it uh, Long, Long Lake. Lake? No. Was that where you caught that yeah. really big fish? Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis goes fishing out there?
2: Yeah. The whole family. Demi
1: Moore. All Long the Willis fish.
2: <laughs>
1: what are you talking about? Willis's? They, they call it frolic fishing.
2: <laughs> no, honestly. A fish guy. frolic? Uh, when Ooh, podcast idea. Fish talk. Is it Demi or Demi? Is it Demi Moore or Demi? I've never heard of a semi-trailer.
0: It's a semi. It's a semi. Uh, no,
2: they had a place up on Long Lake because uh, somebody's daughter was going to the music camp up there. Interlocking. Is right. it Kirsten or Kristen Kirst Kirsten. I say Kirsten. Kirsten. I interchange them. Kirsten?
1: Kristen. Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten Dunn. Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten. I, I, Kirsten.
2: It's a French word for more ah. Kristen. All right. I believe you. All right. All right. Transition, Brian. Oh, good.
0: Uh, <laughs> speaking of the French, um, uh-huh. they like the blues. Uh, Eddie here likes the blues. So he goes meet some drinking buddies. Turn out to be these guys, James McCoy, not the doctor from Star Trek, and uh, oh, Willie good. Wilson. And they're playing bottleneck guitar. Ben, tell us what bottleneck guitar is. Please.
2: Willie Wilson? Is that the guy's really name? Yeah, man. All right. Uh, but, what Bottleneck guitar? Bottleneck guitar. Is that when you get the slide bar on your finger?
0: Yes, but t- people don't know what that stuff is. Yeah, it's it is.
2: <laughs> a close rendition of a s- way they play with a steel guitar, but yes. with a regular guitar. And a lot of times, you'll pick up like a beer bottle and go.
1: You're just holding down
2: all the
0: strings with the neck of the bottle. Or these guys will make they make a little glass sleeve or metal sleeves you put on your finger, and so that way you can play your regular guitar like Ben's saying, like a steel guitar.
2: And it's it's impressive when you see it. You see somebody pick up a beer bottle, like you know, like this, and just start going up and down the neck of the guitar and they're playing, but it's Ooh. actually not hard to do it at all. It, it's pretty easy. You can trick, almost do anything you want with your other hand and strumming and just like ring your other, your, your, your fret finger hand up and down the neck of the guitar. And people think,
1: Oh, he's so talented. Wait, So, so it's Kristen or Kirsten. <laughs> Love Kristen. Okay. Uh, much like Jason, Eddie immediately
0: changes his attitude about the blues. So he buys a guitar from a musician called Frank Hoskins and within weeks starts playing out with Hoskins, James McCoy, and Willie Wilson.
1: I like that. Name, I like Willie those Wilson. names. Aren't yeah. they cool names? They are some You're badass right. names, dude. You
2: know, that's one of the things when Brian's reading things, Jason, I'm like listening to the names because I kind of want to try to remember them a little bit. Or, or are you even... coming up with an alias? Well, <laughs> some of these that's... names are great and I love the names. And if you listen back to some, I'm sure our old podcast, like I like that name. Yeah. I like that name. Yeah. I like that name. I like, like a good name. I try to remember the name. I can't remember the names, but yeah, Willie
0: Wilson. Willie Wilson. Well, two songs he learned from Willie Wilson would uh, become some of his best-known songs. First one's called My Black Mama and Preaching the Blues. Eddie develops some professional standards uh, in a blue style based on his religious singing and simple bottleneck guitar style. So he combines his upbringing with the church singing and uh, then gets into the steel bottleneck guitar playing, puts them together, creates a whole new sound no one's ever heard before.
2: <laughs> You're going to love it, though. Your kids are going to love it. And they
0: do! <laughs> they will get there! 1927 or 1928, because it's one of those type of stories. Uh, he's been playing in a juke joint in Lyon when a man came in Goes on a shooting spree, starts shooting everybody. They did that back then? Yeah, man. It took a, a little sh- longer because he had to musket. like load the muskets <laughs> and like, hold on. I'm gonna pack the wad here.
2: He had to bring his best boy with him to, you know, he hands a musket off to the kid behind him. <laughs> pack that up. Give me another one.
0: Squire! Squire! Sword! <laughs> so uh yeah, no, this guy's just he's just jamming, playing his guitar, right? And singing, <laughs> singing his blues. So she's loving it. And then this guy comes in and starts shooting.
2: Why? Just, do we know
0: why? No, we don't know why. Never do. Eddie catches a bullet in the leg. Boom. Video he go- games. He goes down. All the violent video games back then. Now, he's down, but he's not out, like in a video game. And like all musicians do, Eddie's packing heat, so he pulls out his pistol, shoots man dead. Boom! One shot? Are
1: you shitting me? No, this
0: is a true story. So In the middle is... of the
1: chaos, one shot. Yep. Well,
2: that's real life. <laughs> I mean, you can kill somebody with one <laughs> bullet. Oh, God!
0: Yeah, I mean. I'm going down with know. one shot, that's for sure.
2: So, so he, he had his gun, he pulled it out, and he shot the guy.
0: Like all good musicians, he's got a pistol. This is our first bit of crime in this. That's the one.
2: All right. That's that's a good way to start because
0: it wasn't really kind of his fault.
1: Murder and intrigue.
2: That's correct. It wasn't his fault.
0: But it's still 1927 or 1928. Eddie claims self-defense, and he receives a 15-year sentence at Mississippi State Penitentiary, also known as Parkman Farm. All right. Let's just back up a little bit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just back up a little bit. (laughs) Yep.
2: Beep. Beep. What color was the guy he shot? (laughs)
0: You know what? It's unspecified, but I think I know where you're going.
1: (laughs) What color was Eddie? Eddie's an African-American man. Not much has changed. Yeah, so So, the cops come in. All
2: right. That sucks. What happened? As they're handcuffing the black dude.
0: (laughs) Tell us what went down. That guy shot that guy.
2: Got it. All right. Somebody's got to go to jail.
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about the jail. It's a prison, actually. We're going to... In here on some expertise. It's a uh, Parchman oh, yeah. Farms. It's a maximum security prison farm located in unincorporated Sunflower County, Mississippi, in the Mississippi Delta region. Uh, Parchman is uh, the only maximum security prison for men in the state of Mississippi and it's the state's oldest prison. It's beds for uh, 4840 inmates. Inmates work on the prison farm and the manufacturing workshops. It holds male offenders classified at all custody levels A, B, C, and D. What does that mean?
1: A, B, C, or D—that's states vary, but it's basically the same thing. It's uh, security level. So whether it's A, B, C, or D, or level one, two, three, or four, ones are low risk offenders. Four are the more dangerous ones. They get out maybe an hour a day. They take a shower once every two to three days. All movement is monitored. They get escorted. Um, Woo. Yeah, you've just described my (laughs) ten-year-old.
2: He only goes outside for, like, not even one hour a day. A shower maybe every hour. Th- maybe a shower. <laughs> every, every We week. definitely have to monitor all
1: We're of Wearing activities. the same clothes for weeks on end. <laughs> it's my 10-year-old. Prisoner moving.
0: Coming down the stairs. Well, that's okay. So, he's, I mean, this is, sounds pretty maximum. Like, this is not, yeah. like, little kid stuff. This is big boy shit.
1: Yeah, but they can, the thing is, they can level up or they can level down, too, so... Oh, so you can go from A to D. It's point system, yeah. And does D stand for dead, death row? Uh, Depends on. Well, we're not. We don't have the death penalty, so we don't. Well, this is also 1927 or oh, okay, (laughs) in Mississippi. So they still. I gotta think that going to a prison in Mississippi in 1927 was a fucking death penalty. I'm right. Well,
0: luckily, as we were talking about, he serves two years between 28 and 29. He, uh, they did a reexamination of his case because his family made a super huge appeal. But also, um, there was this this white guy who was uh, one of the plantation owners, came down. The family worked for the plantation. He's like, hey, man, that guy, he was a self defense. Just let him go. And, you know, warden, warden, warden. Yeah, I was going to say, where's the object? warden, warden? So, warden. But he, he never plays the song for him, though. They don't know he's like a good musician yet. So he gets there pre musician style. So he got out.
2: Sort of legitimately. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was a. uh, It was. It was a. Sorry, Michelle. It was a legitimate shooting.
0: Yeah, it probably shouldn't have been put away anyway. But like you said, at the time with the sort of optics. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. Luckily,
0: people got him out of there. Though he's released in 1929 or 1930 early. Eddie is strongly advised to leave Clarksdale and stay away. The judge actually exiled him from Clarksdale. He's like, if I ever see you back here. Everybody gets one. Basically. That would piss Everybody. me off.
2: So long, suck down. Yeah, that right. would piss me off if I was him.
0: Oh yeah, but
2: well, I leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not. This is not where I'm gonna make my 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 big stand. I'm gonna go away. It, yeah, you're Clark's on the radar down. already. If it happened once, it's gonna happen again. And so. he's in what state? Mississippi. Mississippi. I, there's like 49 better states. <laughs>
1: Shots fired in Mississippi. (laughs) I'm
2: just kidding. I
1: like Mississippi. I've
0: never actually been to Mississippi. Alaska
1: being the best state. That's what they say. Oh, that's right. That's right. We need Alaska. (laughs) Alaska's great. Kiss Alaska's ass. We need somebody
2: listening
0: there. We do. Send your friends in Alaska our episodes, please. Well, uh, he gets kicked out of Clarksdale. He walks to Jonestown. He catches a train to a small town of Lula, Mississippi. Six- Jonestown after that,
1: what happened with the whole Kool-Aid? The I know, Kool-Aid it does say Jonestown.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, oh, God, don't- he didn't drink the Kool-Aid. And it wasn't Stepping Kool-Aid. over bodies when he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid took the hit, but I think it was called Flavor-Aid, actually. So, anyway, true crime stuff. Don't worry about it. He's 16 miles north of Clarksdale. He's 8 miles from uh, the blues hub of Helena, Arkansas. <laughs> Stop it. There's only...
2: Like, three people on this earth that when you say Arcanas know what that means. I see. All right. And well, you, you got know, two of them in the room.
0: <laughs> with that, uh, you know what? We're going to take a break for a second while I re- redo my thoughts of Arcanaz- Arkansas.
2: Oh, we're, you got the old <laughs> the old school, uh, the band still
0: playing? Oh, it's always 21 days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love, I do, I listen to these, you know, later in a uh, but it wasn't like it was off it wasn't wrong it was just the 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 sound of the times it was fun
0: it's true it was fun all right we'll be right back
1: another day is here and you're
3: ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and
0: how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
2: Any of those guys ever know that they're being played on the uh, internets here? Yeah, I have permission
0: yeah. from the lead songwriter, uh, Paul <laughs> himself. Oh, he was, he a, was songwriter? a songwriter? Yeah, he's, he wrote all of those songs. <laughs> <You're and> Surprise. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote all of those songs on guitar and words. Huh. Paul did right? Yeah, yes. Isn't he your neighbor? <laughs> yeah, I see him all the time. There you go.
1: Tell him you were listening to 21 Days
0: today. He'll be like, what?
1: Yeah. He can put on a kid's birthday party, the likes of which have never been seen. Who? Paul. Paul. What's he do? He's like super dad. It's insane. Oh, I thought you meant like you hire him to come play
2: Batman. at. Is not
1: like some dad gigolo that comes in here. (laughs) No, I've, (laughs) I've been to
2: kids birthday parties where, um, they hire a Spider-Man and a a Spider-Man guy will show up and play with the kids. And put a drunk up... uncle in a onesie. one hundred a silly string. 100% there's something a little scurvy about it. That's what I thought you were saying. He can put on a great birthday party. like You hire him out like Bozo the Clown. Or something. He
1: comes in dressed like Lebowski. <laughs> it's a stretch, no, I, but he we, can do it. He invited us over to one of his kids' birthday party, and we went over there. Full- taco bar. Oh, I was at that party. Yep. Bounce house, obstacle course. Yep. He's chaperoning the whole thing, cooking salmon for these people that like this. You can go like, fishing down at the river. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, was, it was everything. Ran into him two days later at the grocery store, buying ingredients at 8, in the morning with his kids to make homemade ice cream. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It helps the Lebowski thing. So <laughs> He's involved, man.
0: Good for Paul. A good yeah, dude. Paul's a good guy. Good guy. Good guy, yeah. Paul. As we used to say, good man. Good man. Just Sweet. pointed at nothing. Yeah. Anyway, well, speaking about a uh, uh, jolly happy fellow going around playing his guitar, Paul, uh, Eddie starts busking around Lula. So he tracks crowds at the cafe he plays at. He's uh, sparking the interest of local bootlegger, this lady Sarah Knight. So Eddie strikes a deal with this night lady, and they both start profiting from this music and booze sort of setup.
2: So a boot, a, She's a bootlegger. She yep. Illegal
0: booze. Right. So if you go to one of Eddie's shows, that's where you pick up your hooch, okay. and then you stick around for the music. All right. Cooch and Cooch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 19- Podcast ID number four. <laughs> 1930. Uh, this guy, Art La Laubelie.
2: Can we just call him Art Vandelay?
0: Art Vandelay of <laughs> Paramount Records. Tra- Art Vandelay. <laughs> he travels to uh, Lula. He's recording some other blues musicians, right? And then Eddie's just hanging along with these dudes at this session. They're like, hey, man, this dude wants to record us. You want to go along? And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll go. So uh, Eddie ends up recording nine songs with the guy. Eight of them are released, but they were not well received. They were How? all
2: the thirties old. Yeah, I guess well received. They're just going by record sales.
0: Well, yeah. Here's the thing: the record sales. Well, they're considered commercial failures because of the record sales, but they were minimal because of the depression. Ah, the thirties. Not yeah, buying a asterisk. lot of records. There's an especially asterisk. blues albums in the depression. <laughs> like I really don't have money for this, and I really don't want to feel worse about myself. So uh, he doesn't record again commercially for 35 years. He's like, you know what? Didn't Damn. sell my records.
2: Done. At least you finally got back on That's the horse. like Guns and Roses.
0: <laughs> He continues to play, though, like Guns N' Roses, and uh, he goes out with other musicians. Every once in a while, he sits in on a recording session, you know, just to keep up his chops. So 1934 rolls around. During this time, Eddie's working as a tractor driver on plantations. He's out in Lake Cormorant area, sort of, you know, Big Sky sort of area. Eddie gets married uh, again to a Robinsonville lady named Evie McGowan.
1: Is that number two? I was just going to ask. That's yeah. correct. So we got I'm two write there. write that down here so I can right. remember here.
0: Keep track. It comes back. 1941, Alan Lomax records Eddie for the Library of Congress. You remember Alan Lomax from our Lead Belly episode? I know. Bernie Lomax.
2: He's the guy he that just went mean, around like trying to record people for prosperity's sake.
0: Right, he yeah. wants to capture like all this Southern blues music uh, and bring it back so people don't forget about it and stuff.
2: Like he's from New York and white and Jewish and just went around the country trying to record people That's to good. get it to get it archived.
0: Right, him and his brother go around recording old music for the Library of Congress, like you said. So August 1941, Eddie makes some recordings for uh, the Lomax brothers. Uh, and Fisk University, if you want to check those out. They set up a clack store, Lake Cormorant, Mississippi. A what? A what? it clack? A, a clacks. A uh, clacks store. It's like what about a... What clickety? Well, it's like a 7-Eleven next to a railroad track, I guess. So.
1: All right. Anyway. I play for 7 11 Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Right next to the railroad track, you're getting off. You want like a Slurpee or whatever they had back in 1941,
2: like a hot coffee. So you're busy twice a day. <laughs> Trains aren't whizzing by when all they're day switching long, the it's just
0: running by all the time at high speed rail back in 41. So, anyway, uh, he's he, they set up in this uh 7 Eleven store by the railroad track. So, when you're listening to the recordings, you can hear railroad noises in the background, no some of the to- some of the songs. So, but they had to because the store is the only place that had electricity. Which is necessary for recording. So. Alright. Yeah. There you go. July 17th, 1942, Robinsonville, Mississippi. Again. Eddie records 12 songs, including the low down dirty dog blues, and I told you, tasty treats. So <sighs> we're gonna try and listen to the low down dirty dog blues by Sunhouse right now.
2: To some stones last night, it sounded like, like yes. it did, yes,
3: yeah. Oh, it's a super right?
0: <laughs> uh, this is five minutes, so we'll just keep this going in the background. But <laughs> feel free to that's cool comment.
2: Oh, a lot of cl- there's a lot of clickety clacking over there, Brian. That damn train. How old is he when he did this? Ish.
0: Uh, I believe he's uh 25 ish.
2: Oh, he's 25. He sounds a lot older than that. voice. Oh, yeah. let's, let's
0: let's do it again. Let's see if it's 1941 and he was born in...
2: Like
3: 1902.
0: 1902. So that puts him what 38, 39. Oh, okay, that's a
2: little closer. There you go.
0: Okay. Well, that was it, man. That's uh. Well, oh, no. What no. do you
2: mean that's it? That's the end of the cards. That's the <laughs> end. <Hey, laughs> like, How'd you guys like it? Well, <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs>
0: Made it into the Library of Congress and we're done. So Yeah, and he got arrested
2: one time. That was the crime part.
0: That's yeah. pretty much uh, oh that's the crime part. That's uh, <laughs> oh, that <is> the crime <laughs> I part. I shot a guy at a gig, that's what I had. Uh, he got shot done, in the leg, wrongfully defended himself, imprisoned. went to jail for it. Right, wrongfully imprisoned and that was his uh, his crime. But I had to talk about Sun House, man. He like Jason said he's Sun like, House Records. The Sun House Records Elvis. and like the guy who influenced all Lily of those. Guys. Lewis. This was never done before. I mean this <sighs> is the first guy to do it. Really? Well
1: isn't Sun Records though wouldn't that was open to the public though. Couldn't you pay to record like Johnny Cash, you could pay. I'm gonna do a session. Was that one of them? Yeah, I think that was one of the deals. Yeah, so you could. I think so. Kind of independently make your own, but. Because right. I knew there were a lot of those, and there were a lot of those in
2: Nashville where you can go in and you want to record. You want to be an album star, a record star. Yeah. Here, give us 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh, luck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, they'd let you just put something down, whatever. and You'd have people go in there either just by themselves and sing, or they'd bring a full band in there and just jam in at a little booth and get your 45 record. And- well, isn't yeah. that how
2: Elvis kind of started singing a song exactly to his mama? His
0: right.
1: Yeah. Elvis, Johnny Cash. Hell Elvis over there. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis, too, right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, that, that was, was a tool blue, in the South. Uh, blue Suede Shoes, right? Who originally sang that? Elvis. Well, no, it was... Uh, oh. But Yeah, he was part of that whole crowd.
0: That's what you do, man. So, you can either set up in a 7-Eleven by the railroad track, or you can go to a record store and... Or uh, both. Do both. Okay. Right. Well, uh, the Lomax brothers, uh, one of them had a quote about it, uh, this song here that we're listening to, and he says, quote, of all my times with the blues, this was the best one. So that's a hardcore quote. He yeah. really liked that stuff. That, 1942. That was the best. Lomax returns to the area where he records Eddie one more time. Uh, 1943, Eddie then fades from public view. So, basically, he's pretty much out of it y- in, in his 40s flying off the radar yeah man well nobody's i mean again record sales were bad and he's like nobody's really coming to see me play anymore so he ghosted him he did he moves to rochester new york
1: which just probably helped Yeah, you know, i mean honestly like helps his whole like mystique right like uh... but he wasn't commercially big here was he
2: no i mean he wasn't he was a commercial
0: failure i mean
2: yeah the entire time, <laughs> pretty pretty much, right. yeah. So far, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> he, well, I, I hope, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, he fades from public view, he moves to Rochester, New York, of all places. He works uh, as a railroad porter and then uh, for central New York railroads, and then eventually he works as a chef working on railroads.
2: He's had some real, not odd jobs, none of them on their own are odd, but they're each job is a million miles away from it. Oh, yeah. uh, he drove a tractor, he was a chef. A musician, a railroad porter, preacher, <laughs> yeah, preacher.
0: preacher. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what he does. Uh, here's some fun stuff. He's got two different stories of how he ended up in Rochester, because, you know, how wouldn't you end up in Rochester? Um,
2: he did say he's an alcoholic.
0: Story one. He came on track of a woman with the uh, fancy, fancy name of Daisy May Ketchum. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all, catch them all. Uh, he was having an affair with her, and the second woman he was also having an affair with Told Eddie's wife, "Hey, he's having an affair with me and this other lady," and so couldn't go home. So Eddie goes up to uh, catch Daisy May, and she's apparently in Rochester.
2: Okay, all right. I like that story the best. So far. Yes, yeah.
0: And then after a while, uh, his wife comes up there, and after he stops seeing Daisy May. So all right, you ruined, yeah. ruined it. Never <laughs> <Well>, mind. Whatever. <laughs> That's how the family gets up there. <laughs> the second story also less exciting, but probably a better idea of like the economical social pressures back then. Um. Eddie has a quote about it here. That's what he says. Eddie says, quote, I just got tired of the mess they're putting on us down there for years and years. And I said, it's time I'm getting out of here. Uh, as old as I'm getting, I'll be dead soon. He was 40. <laughs> Living this stuff the rest of my life. Yeah, well, I know, but like he didn't live long back then. I guess people didn't live as long back in the day, I right?
2: suppose, but still it was 40.
0: Well, you got the Jim Crow South, and he's like,
2: dude, I, I get, I get I'm going get to get railroaded hey, Brian,
0: again. I mean,
1: well, yeah, it's very warm down there. So during a 50 But he's p- doing manual labor jobs. Like, those take a toll on you. That's true, too. I mean, that, that's hard work. It's like John Henry. Well,
0: he did work in the railroad.
2: John Henry didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah he, he was a driving cold, man.
1: Uh, he, that was the... What, he... Uh, building a it, tunnel for a train or something. Well, he went up against a train.
0: He went up against was, a steam Because
1: it, it was going to take his job, and then... He had
0: to break through a mountain. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was going up against a steam, yeah, steam shovel. It had uh, Babe the Blue Ox. It nailed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the. We'll go with that. Uh, I'm skipping cards. Basically, uh, he was part of the Great Migration, as we're talking about. Uh, a bunch of African Americans in the South moved north. He was part of that. Ends up in Rochester, New York. And there was work up here. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. All the factories yeah. and yep. stuff like that. So that's probably more the story than him chasing a girl named Ketchum.
2: And there could be a little bit of truth yeah. from both sides. <laughs> I feel I like mean, there might be Daisy both. May catch I mean, him? Daisy May. I'm just saying, may or
1: may not catch him.
0: That's a great name.
1: If
2: he was chasing tail. And he had to have another story to
0: cover his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they have jobs there, honey. I have to go.
2: Uh, I got. I got. I want a job.
0: I got a. a job. <laughs> like I thought you didn't like work. No, it's great. I'm getting a job right now. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> We're not a visual podcast. 1964. Uh, after a long search in the Mississippi Delta region by researchers, Eddie is rediscovered in Rochester, New York, working in a train station. You're like we. Well, he didn't go far.
1: So rediscovered was he singing
0: while he was working? Uh I don't know. I think they're just looking for him off of the old Library of Congress tapes. Oh, okay. So, uh he'd been retired from music for many years. He was unaware that the 60s had this big folk bu- blues revival music. He's kind of living under a rock apparently. Well, they they dug him out of obscurity and uh Everybody internationally, too, had a huge enthusiasm for, like, these early blues recordings and stuff. And yeah. And he's like, so, wait, I'm famous? Is that what you're telling me?
2: So, I can picture it. He comes back out on stage for his first time after being retired, forcibly being retired because he oh. it, yeah, it kind of failed. Spoilers. And he comes out for the first time with his band, and he has the face like this, just, I'm here. I'm so excited. Who was that one rocker for Van Halen that did something just like that? Gary Strong? <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, no. You remember when when uh, what's his name came back out after uh, Van Halen was reuniting with uh, Daily Rock? Daily Rock again? MTV? MTV. It, 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 yeah, and they and got their just, little.
1: And his face was yeah. He couldn't <laughs> believe what's <was> happening. <laughs>
4: I'm back. It didn't last long. Yeah,
1: they did what? Did they do one song off the Twister soundtrack? Humans Bean. Oh God. And then that was it, wasn't
2: it? That's the best Def Leppard song ever. What has?
1: (laughs) Wow. What's the joke? What has what has seven arms and sucks? Def Leppard. (laughs) (laughs) Just let that hang for a minute. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: what was uh, the Bloodhound Gang? The leader. <laughs>
1: the leader from Def only got one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm.
0: Well, speaking of internationally famous things, uh, Eddie goes and tours in the U.S. and Europe and records for CBS Records now. So he's welcoming into the music scene in the, in the 1960s. Everybody's loving this new folk revival. He starts playing uh, 1964. He plays hey, wait, wait, wait! Newport Folk Festival.
1: What? Does that did they have a lot to do with Dylan? Yeah, that, man, exactly. That, that interest in folk, folk, and, and, and everything, and, you know, and that Dylan. old
0: blue stuff. You got it. Yeah, those guys sort of repopularized it, and so they brought any of these surviving old musicians you created; it were still around. They brought them around on like, tour,
1: like Mamas and Was it Mamas the Papas? They were yep. folk. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of folk then, and some
2: of it was really, really good. Yeah, but a ton of it was terrible. Just like anything.
0: Well, here we'll get there. July sixty five, he plays the New York Folk Festival. October sixty seven, he tours Europe again on the American Folk Festival circuit.
1: (laughs) So I have a cousin who has a (laughs) band. Cousin, and he, uh, you know, they play around. They play local bars, and they'll play.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they'll play like cruise ships and things like that. And uh, they were doing a uh, a folk themed festival, but it was one of those festivals where they incorporate different things. So it was they had art and they had folk. And so uh, folk art, yeah. Well, he, so so my cousin Johnny gets up there and he's like plays a couple of songs and he's like, "I want to thank you guys for coming out to the folk and art festival." <laughs> I see.
2: That's almost like the three tenets of hip hop.
0: Oh, yeah. The Did they have da- folk
2: dance, folk art, and folk music? Yeah. <laughs> the three tenets of uh, hip hop was was dance, rap, and spray painting on train cars. Right.
0: That's correct. All right. Well, there you go uh speaking of folk in the folk circuit we got this young guitarist alan wilson if you remember our canned heat episode he's uh in canned heat who wasn't (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's a good point so uh he's a big fan of eddies he loves this guy he's like man that's great and so this producer john hammond he asks alan wilson who was 22 years old to quote can you uh teach sun house how to play like sun house because Wilson was had such a good knowledge of blues music and sunhouse been out of the game for such a long time needed to bring him back up to speed so they got this young guy to teach the old guy to play like the young guy learned how to teach from the old guy
2: so the, he taught the the young guy taught the old guy to play guitar like the old guy used to play when he was a young guy
0: yes all right nailed, all right nailed it I get that that's great there you go well uh, Eddie uh, subsequently records the album Father of the Folk Blues. It's later reissued in a two-CD set, Father of the Delta Blues, the complete 1965 session. So if you want to listen to that, it's out there. Uh, Eddie performs with Canned Heat and, and Alan Wilson live. It can be heard on the Levy Camp Moan on the album John the Revelator, the 1970 London sessions. So these blues guys get out there and like the live... I just got that on iTunes. There you go. There's a quote from Eddie about it. He says, quote, Sure, I enjoyed the trip, but I wanna have finished with all that this and that thatin'. I wanna get back to Rochester and see if the old lady's still there.
2: Which one? <laughs> catch him.
1: And he may catch him?
0: I, I don't I agree with Ben. It might be both. He's like, uh, eh. so. He's done with the touring, uh, at least around around Europe and stuff. He gets back home March 19th, 1968. He appears in Seattle. It's a concert arranged by the Seattle Folklore Society. The concert was recorded it's issued on cola records as a cd in 2006 if you want to listen to it uh in the summer of 1970 eddie tours europe one more time he has an appearance at the montreal jazz festival uh and recording of his london concerts is released by liberty records 74 he plays two days of the blues festival in toronto dude he's touring the world like he should have done was a kid uh,
2: uh, tr- oh toronto blues fest never mind what were you thinking there's a montreal blues festival That's i guess it's it's huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, I think I. It's like a seven day long festival. I tr- I think you're right. I like going. We should go. That'd be great. Once they let Americans into Canada again, we should all go. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we can't right now, so we're stuck watching TV. Eddie's on TV. Goes to the show, uh, Camera Three, and he's accompanied by blues guitarist Buddy Guy.
2: That guy, yeah, yeah. I, I like that guy. There you
0: go. That's a good he had, guy.
2: He had a bar in Chicago. Buddy Guy's. That was a lot of fun. It was a dive bar. Yeah. I mean, by our standards, it was a but that was the way it was meant to be. And we could walk there from the hotel that we had to stay at. And so we'd go there and <clears throat> any given night, anybody could just show up and start playing. Ooh. And it wasn't like it was a packed place. They had decent food, always had music going every single night. Yeah. Nice. But there were let, lead- I never got to see anybody. I knew buddy guy was never there, <laughs> but any given night Clapton might walk in. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. And that was, that would happen. I, I've since heard that they've had to relocate the bar and it's not the same. It's kind of more of a a touristy thing, but the original buddy guys in downtown Chicago was, um, and I think part of the the mystique was that you had to, we walked, again, walked from the hotel. (laughs) Stumbled. No, well, it ran a a couple times. There was not, it it bordered South Chicago. It bordered some, I mean, some of the, all right, I mean, a bunch of white dudes in, like, penny loafers and khakis are walking downtown Chicago. <laughs> not where you should we're be. We're not on the Miracle Mile, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're oh, just going bro. to, Sorry, you know, Michelle. feel like we're cool at Buddy Guy's and eat some barbecue.
0: Ugh.
2: Uh, but Buddy Guy was, he was, did he ever do anything really bad?
0: Uh, I don't know. We'll could get you, it. We'll, could look you into teach it. me something about that? Look him. into that, Brian.
1: Yeah. Would you? We'll look into that.
2: Like, maybe stole a French fry off a plate or something?
0: I'm sure he did
1: What's something. Like the Bill Murray? Mm-hmm. Have you heard that Bill Murray story? When, yeah. uh, speaking of French fries. <laughs> guy was at a restaurant, just a, some, some dude, and uh, Bill Murray went up to him and took a French fry off his plate and ate it and just looked at him and said, nobody's ever going to believe you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Bill Murray's – I want to believe he's known for that show. There's a documentary,
1: talking. if you go – I think it's on Crackle, and it's uh, Finding Bill Murray, and it's a documentary on all these stories just like that from the people who have actually experienced Bill Murray like firsthand and like, the things that he's done. I would do that. Oh, it was awesome. If it was, was awesome. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> you do that now and you're not famous. <laughs> he's just eating French fries off people's plates. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: say. <laughs>
2: Nobody punches Bill Murray. Everybody punches me.
0: <laughs> well, uh. Now I want French fries. <laughs> you sound good. Nobody's punching Eddie because 1974, he's uh, got some bad health issues going. He's diagnosed later with uh, both Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. With ill health, he retires again. And uh, he moves to Detroit, Michigan.
2: And this is in the seventies.
0: Uh, this is actually in the nineteen seventy-four.
2: Okay. So he, right.
0: he's over here in Detroit, kind of closer to us. Um, he remains here until he dies of cancer of the larynx, passing away October nineteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. He was eighty-six years old. He's buried at Mount Hazel Cemetery on Lasher, south of Seven Mile. It's
2: called Lasser.
0: Lasser. I don't. <laughs> I don't go that way. Uh, members of the Detroit Blues Society raised money through a benefit concert to put a monument up on his grave. In 2007, Eddie's honored with a marker on the Mississippi Blues Trail in Tanika, Mississippi. In 2017, his single, Preaching the Blues, is inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in Memphis, Tennessee. And for those counting, he was married five times. Five times, five
5: times, five times, <laughs> five, times five times.
0: All right, Booker. Why would you do that? He did play with the original Book of Washington also all around the South. Just a side note. Which hey. is where Booker T. Washington, pro wrestler, got his name from. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with a quote from Edward James Sunhouse Jr. himself. Quote, don't never follow your first mind because that's the one that's wrong. Because the devil beats God to you every time. Edward James Sunhouse Jr., everybody. <laughs> woo! What would you guys think of that? <clears throat> I like that little quote at the end. Wasn't that good? Yeah.
2: No, it, it, the yeah. devil beats it. The devil beats. What was it?
0: The uh, devil beats God to you every time. Yeah.
3: I was thinking <laughs> about he? that a little bit.
0: Doesn't yeah, he though? Yeah, <laughs> really, you know, I, uh, I think that's happened in my life. All right. Well, uh, because we started talking about the devil and God, it's time for us to get some feedback.
2: All right. Jason and I can agree. We that's got to go. We do without that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. Uh, right there, we got a comment on our Dana, Danny Bonaducci post on Instagram. Comment from Ellen Ortega. She says, Ooh. We had a picture of Danny Bonaducci when he was a kid, and then it fades out in the video to him as an adult, and he's all topless and buff.
1: If you and, what, and what'd you say again? I'm scared of that dude. He's my Suge Knight, Ben. <laughs> we all got somebody. I'm not fucking with Bonaduce, man. Oh, he'll punch in the face. I'm, you won't even see a comment. But you got Shug- no time to react. Uh, Suge Knight
2: will send people to punch you in the face. Suge you know, Knight versus you, Bonaduce. Who do you, you think? Ooh. Well, Suge Knight's special power is to send a bunch of hard-hitting
1: motherfuckers to come and yeah, kick your ass. Yeah, but guess what? Bonaducci comes with the hard-hitting. He does uh, that hit shit know, himself.
0: Suge Knight will run you over with his car.
1: I, or drop you off the balcony. That's true. Or
0: just <laughs> hang you out there just to tell you a sign.
2: I mean, there was a Bonaduce- point in which you were almost getting <laughs> dropped off.
1: Bonaducci's beat the shit out of you. That's probably true, too.
2: I don't know. I, I think this is going to go down in the annals of history of... Which one is uh, better? Maybe some of our listeners could
1: f- Bonaduce weigh in did. on this. Oh,
0: weigh in, yeah. What do you guys think? Bonaducci or Suge Knight?
1: But Suge Knight was sending people in to do the dirty work.
0: Yeah, so it's- there's Bonaduce
1: a- cut
2: out the middleman. <laughs> so if you kill Bonaducci, he's done. If you kill all Suge Knight's guys, he's got more dudes.
1: Bonaduce, I watched, a- <laughs> I watched a video where he was on some morning show, and he was talking about his addictions and everything like that, and this drug that he's on that keeps everything at bay, right? Oh God. And it's pretty experimental. And he said that if he were to have a drink, then he would die from it. Alanon? Is that what it is?
0: Well, that's just when he you drink, it makes sure you throw up. <laughs> I think
1: treatment. Suge Knight is I might like, be a little bit extreme though with my that story. Maybe he wasn't going to die, but-
2: Suge Knight is like Captain John Luke Picard on X-Men. What's his name? Professor, Professor X. X. Yes. He's like Professor
1: X. <laughs> It's like that thing from the Fantastic Four, that the, thing. What's the, that thing's name? The orange thing. Hey,
2: you, you two nerds knew how I was talking about. <laughs> it's a three-way. And, and Bonaducci is like the Metallico guy.
1: No. Yes. Yeah, first doc, of all, it's <clears throat> Well, I
0: thought he was talking about Dr. Doom.
1: <laughs> Maybe Colossal. <Klausel. Okay>. Colossus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Peter I was, Rasputin, dude. I know.
0: I was just trying to debate you.
1: <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so-
0: so wait, is it Picard or Kirk? Which is the better captain on Star Trek? Who or? was
1: in Who was in jail, Lager, or Lager? Who was in prison more, Bonaducci? Oh wow! Or well, we're not allowed. I'm not allowed to research Shug Knight out of fear yeah, no, of repercussions, I, so I don't no, look into it. Shit comes at me, I'm calling Bonaduce. Problem solved. I mean, there's. <laughs> I assume there's some Detroit rappers that he. Shug I'm just Knight saying, can get Jason is
2: with. into. <laughs>
1: he, Bonaduce he lit up like a Christmas tree for this conversation. We should. I'm gonna crunch some numbers, and then next time <laughs> we're gonna revisit this. Let's table it for now. Uh, table no, for
0: now.
2: Table it for I- now. Pause. Honestly, I think we have a solution. We can figure this out. So when sports people start getting really mad about my team can beat your team, my football team's better than your well, football my team, team, you can just go play like Madden uh, 2021. Okay. Let's play Bonaducci versus Suge Knight on Mortal Kombat. I think they're characters, aren't they?
1: Can you? I we'll, think so. We'll program them I, in there if they're let's not. Let's program them in there. Can yeah. we get an
2: EA Sports and get them on there? Bonaduce doesn't kick
1: Sub-Zero's ass.
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking we should get Danny Bonaducci to protect us from Suge Knight. That's kind of what I was thinking. Dude, we're just going to be collateral he damage, have, though.
1: He hears we have Bonaducci as our muscle. He's not a threat.
0: I think me. it might be a second thought. That's well, for sure. But
2: I think he'll they'll, they'll fight, and there's not going to be any winner, and we're going to be collateral damage. We're going to be like New York City in Avengers 2 <laughs>
1: <laughs> or whatever that <laughs> Those was. Those guys with, were pissed, too, about that. With the little metal worms that came through the, <laughs> the sky. That was the first one, dude. The space slugs. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: Listen, when you watch them all in one weekend, it's just there's one Avengers.
1: But uh, look, just look. Okay, Sugar Knight's got mass. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> We're doing the physics of it now. But Bonaducci <laughs> he's got
0: the muscle. Bonaducci took down Jose Canseco, who's six yeah. like four and a steroid and user. Screech
1: Dustin but, Diamond. That's true. All
2: right. Well, I, I the Canseco thing. I don't. Whatever. Easy peasy. Screech. <laughs> all right. got yeah, One point. That's He'll one stab point. One point.
1: He'll stab <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he will. <laughs>
2: Well, Screech, you know,
1: right? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. made
0: his name in the adult industry. Crime and porn. Yeah, yeah. crime and porn. <laughs> Screech Copyright. is our first guy. That's our first Copyright. guy. Copyright. Right. Well, all right. Uh, wow. Uh, since we're talking about people from the old days, uh, we got a speak pipe, and I happen to know it's from somebody from the old days.
1: Is it Danny Baducci? It is! Oh!
0: And more. Here we go. Our uh. speak pipe from superfan Michelle.
5: Hey, you guys. It's Michelle. I just wanted to let you know that in a time where our country is so divided, so polarized, I just want to commend you two for, um, there's three of us kind of bringing Karen, the one who loves the burps and the belches. (laughs) And I together in a way, um, to appease us both. Um, I appreciate you, you guys both uh helping her celebrate the burps because of her fond memories of her sister, I think. And then, you know, helping me out with the sorry, Michelle's. Um, you guys are really, really doing something right for the world. Uh hopefully we'll talk to you guys.
0: Oh, she got cut off.
5: Hey you guys, it's Michelle again. Are we gonna do to it? Cool. Um uh, <laughs> Brian, although I do appreciate hearing your high school band, um, it's kind of fun. Oh, no. I do miss the little ditties that you used to do. Was it using a keyboard? Um, the cast the little songs that you would compose to What's go ditties, in and Brian? out of breaks and whatnot. I miss D- those. bitty ditties?
1: <laughs> Diddy bitty ditty committee?
0: Oh, that's the end of Michelle. Super fan Michelle, everybody. Hey! Yay! Uh, so if you'd like to leave your own speak pipe, go to our website, crimeandmusic.com, and you can tell us what you think about burps or itty-bitty ditties or uh, big old ditties, like whatever the, your ditty size P-ditty. preference is. p Diddy, Master your P. Uh, and that's it for diddy there. diddy chain bang. Um, If you'd like to leave a review, that would do it. Go to wherever you... Uh, leave reviews for podcasts wherever you're listening to go to crimeandmusic.com leave a speakpipe like I said or message us on all the social medias at crimeandmusic we love hearing from you guys thank you for listening And uh, Did you tell about your OnlyFans page Brian? we're going to get him out of here it's not me it's more of an extension of uh, Aaron Carter yes so <laughs>
2: what? the OnlyFans page? I don't have an
0: OnlyFans page uh, yes
1: and <laughs>
2: <laughs> who is that one chick that used to do the uh, the twitch and now she's uh, basically just a porn star.
1: Twitch. Wh- Twitter. Twitch. No, Twitch where they play video uh, games. Uh, Tila. K, t- something tequila. Uh, Tia t- tequila. T- 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 no, K- no K- Yeah, she's K- 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 Well, there's a way Kim younger girl. Kim, Kim, and she got Kim booted Kim off
2: YouTube.
1: Oh. Um,
2: and she does like. Uh, all right. I will not She sing that Friday song. I'll show you the videos here in a minute. <laughs>
0: well, whatever you do, guys, uh, if you're looking at her, never trust a big butt and a smile.
2: What what? do what know Yeah,
4: check out this video. Hold on, I'll find it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.